everyone, good to see you. My name is Anke Mulman. Our website is www.cwowi.eu and it stands for Church Without Walls International. We are part of a house church network and we are located in the Netherlands. If you go to our website and you want to see some teachings, it's in English but also in Dutch and a different kind of language like in German, Finnish and uh, I don't know, many more languages, Polish. And if you are very good in English, you can go to another website, cwowi.org. There you find a lot of information and teachings and videos about house church, how to do house church, what is it, and so on and so on. But the teachings on on here on YouTube or Facebook, whatever, wherever you are, uh, however you are listening and, and watching me, uh, that is about different subjects usually. And today I want to talk to, uh, to you about is praying against uh, biblical because I heard some people or there was on the internet I do not recall exactly that people were praying against the government praying against this praying against that, that and that could be like well there's so much going on nowadays so much hate and so much confusion and anger that you feel like I have to pray against it but is it is it biblical to pray against is it biblical to pray against people so I was doing a, a, a Google search what people pray against and it's like amazing people pray against opposition they pray against people who are against us they pray against demonic attacks or spiritual hindrances or governments who make wrong decisions or the spirit of blockage and barriers they pray against the spirit of delay and you can go on and on everything that is not working in your life you feel like you could pray against it but is that biblical? Should we pray against those things? And if not, how should we pray? Well, of course, we always go to the word because the word is the word of God and the word is true, right? So, first of all, you need to know that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. That is amazing. Why was it? Well, because they saw the Lord going up to the mountains or whatever. And he, and he, he prayed and he came back and miracles happened. So they saw that the Lord was successful and that his prayers had uh, results. So they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. And in Luke 11, it says, well, let's go there. Luke 11, if you have your Bible with me, I forgot to look it up. Uh, Luke 11 verse 1. So there are a lot of scriptures I will read today. I hope you will write them down so you can uh, um, listen to it later again. Okay, so yeah, the disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples to pray. And then the Lord said to them, when you pray, you say, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and so on, and so on. So prayer is to the Father, and you always glorify the Father first. So in prayer, you go to the Father. There's no prayer against of two people. There's no prayer to the devil or to demons. Prayer is always directed to our Father. Uh, Jesus even said in John chapter 16, verse 23, he talked about his upcoming uh, death. And he said, in that day, meaning after his resurrection, after he was raised from the dead, he said, then you will ask me nothing. I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. And then 26, verse 26, and in that day, you will ask in my name. And I do not say that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you. Isn't that amazing? He's your Father. You can come boldly to the throne. So you pray, and your prayer is, is to the Father. 
What do we see in the New Testament? Well, you know, when you read the book of Acts, there was a lot of opposition. The Jews were always against uh, be, uh, the gospel being spread out against the disciples and so on. There were the demonic attacks for sure. How did the disciples handle that? Did they pray against the people or whatever? When you go to Acts chapter 4, there you can read that Peter and John, they were both arrested. They were brought before the elders and scribes, and they were commanded not to teach or preach in the name of Jesus. Wow, that is opposition and a spiritual attack, right? People were against them. So what did they do? Verse 23, being let go, they went to their own company. So they had company that they were part of, people who were on the same spiritual page. What did they do? First of all, they reported everything the elders had said to them. And when everyone heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. They were in unity. And then they said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and the earth and all that is in them and so on. And they glorify the Lord. And, and they talk about him, what he had done in the past. And then in verse 27, they actually mention what is going on. And then they say, for truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilatus with the Gentiles and the others were gathered together together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. And now, Lord, look on their threats. Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Oh, no, they ask for more boldness, more opposition. So they ask for all boldness. And how? By stretching out your hand to heal, Lord, do signs and wonders through the name of your holy servants. Wow, that was an amazing prayer. They were not against, not praying against the, the scribes and the elders or whatever against people, but they just prayed for boldness. They prayed that the Lord would do miracles and healings. And what happened? Verse 31, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, already filled, they were filled again and they were spoke the word of God with boldness. Wow. And many people came to the Lord. So that's an amazing example, right? If you think, yeah, that's just one example. Well, go on. Uh, Acts chapter 5, where do we go? It says that the Lord worked mightily. In verse 14 and 16, believers were increased, increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women, can you imagine? And people were healed even when they, uh, the shadow of Peter fell upon them. And then it says, uh, let me see, okay. Then, of course, verse 17, the high priest rose up. And all those who were with him, the sect of the Sadducees, they were filled with indignation. That means they were jealous. They were resentful. They arrested the apostles, put them in jail. But what happened? At night, an angel of the Lord opened up the prison. And what did the angel say? You know, if I were you, I should hide, my, hide yourself and be careful because they are going to kill you. No, the angel said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the word, to the people, all the words of this life. And what did they do the next morning? They entered the temple early in the morning and they taught. Amazing. They didn't even complain about it. They didn't, uh, whatever you could imagine what nowadays people are doing on the internet, Christians. No, they went to the temple and they taught. And then it says in verse 23 that the officers, the officers came because they didn't find him in the prison, but they were in the temple teaching to people and then they were brought before the council again. And then Peter said, okay, but we ought to obey God rather than men. And Gamaliel gave a wise advice. And he said, if this what's going on is of God, you cannot overthrow it. Lest you be found to fight against God. 
So the apostles were free to go again. And what did they do? Did they pray fire and brimstone upon them and pray against them? No. In verse 42, it says, Daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as Christ. And the numbers of the disciples was multiplying. So when you pray against it, don't think, do not think that then uh, miracles will happen and then there will be revival. And if we are with that many people, then there will be revival. No, they, you do not uh, command the darkness to go. You preach the light, you bring in light. And it is obviously when you bring in the light, the darkness will go. So that tells you that preaching the word, teaching, bringing light, bringing life, is how people are changed and they are turned from darkness to light and from the power of God, of Satan to God. That's actually what the Lord told Saul when he was converted in Acts uh, chapter 26. Then when you go on, Acts 12, we read about Herod. He killed James, the brother of John, and he took Peter captive when he saw that it really pleased uh, the Jews. And then it says in verse 5, Peter was kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him. So they were not praying against Herod, but prayer was offered to God for him, for uh, for Peter. The result, an angel of the Lord brought him out of the prison. The next chapter, no, not the next chapter, but next chapter 16, where we read about Paul and Silas. They were imprisoned because they had cast out the spirit of divination out of a girl, and that angered her masters because they profited by her fortune telling. And those people really were angry. And Paul and Silas were beaten with rods and put into uh, in the inner prison. But what did they do? They pray against those people? No. Verse 25, it says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the result was there was an earthquake. Suddenly that changed when they were loose. The doors were opened. And they spoke the word of the Lord to the keeper of the prison who got saved and his family got also saved. And they were all baptized. Wow. They were not intimidated by darkness. They were not afraid of the devil. They just preached the word and did what God wanted them to do. What did Jesus say about people who persecute you? Matthew 5. It says, You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Well, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So what do you do when people persecute you, when you are against you, when you think, okay, in my, in, in my work they are all against me because I'm a Christian and blah, blah. And so what, please pray for me, pray for me. No, what does it say? Love your enemies, love them, bless them when they curse you, do good to them and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Wow. And then if there are demons involved, do we pray to the, to, to the God to take care of the demons or to Jesus or whatever? Jesus mentioned in Luke 19 verse 19 and he says, behold, I give you authority over the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And in Mark 16, 17, it says, These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. So what do, what do you do when there are demons involved? Sometimes people are influenced 
by demons sometimes nowadays it's oftentimes when people uh, behave like not normal they are influenced by by demons but do you pray against them no when something is directed against you maybe you've had it in your life we have had it in our lives that we knew there was a spiritual attack from uh, from the enemy but he used people that's what the devil does he uses people and then it feels like people are against you but that was not the case uh, well, that's not. It's actually they were influenced by the by demons. What do you do? Do you go to that person and get angry at them or whatever, or curse at them or whatever? No. Oh no, you can take authority over the demons that are influencing such and such person. But you can do that at home. You don't have to go to that person. I recommend you not to go to that person and say I take authority over that demon that is uh, that is uh, that you are influenced by. No, you can do that uh, at home because in the spiritual world there is no difference there's no there's no i'm not difference i mean there's no, no distance so yeah you can say okay i take authority over the demons that are influencing such and such person and that are against him against me and i command you to cease in your operation and you ask the father to protect you and send angels to protect you that's what you can do when people are against you even paul had to learn how to do that you know in second corinthians 12 you probably know what happened there. Paul talks about his thorn in the flesh, and that's a whole other teaching. But he says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7, Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation. So the Lord gave Paul a lot of revelations. And he said, A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me lest I be exalted above measure. Some translations say an angel of Satan, so it was definitely a demon, a messenger of Satan. And it talks about a thorn in the flesh, right? When you look up the word thorn in the Bible to see what it means, for instance, it always means that it always talks about people. People are harassing you. They are like thorns in your side. You know, like for instance, Judges 2 verse 3, look it up, Joshua 23, 13, Numbers 33, 55. They talk about people being thorns in your flesh. There are demons who are influenced and use people to harass you. That was the case here with Paul. And he prayed the Lord to take to, uh, that it might depart from him. Lord, do something about those people who are against him, uh, those demons. And the Lord said, no, no, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So he was saying, what I have taught you, you have to put it into practice. My grace, what I've given you, what I have done, that is enough for you. So Paul had to learn to do that. And to, to learn and to do actually what he was taught by the Lord. So he did. And after that, you do not read any anymore that Paul uh, dealt with, had a problem with uh, those demonic attacks through people. Okay, how do you pray for evil authorities? What does Paul say to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2? He says, first of all, I exhort you that you first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. So you pray for the people. When you see them making wrong decisions, you pray for them. You pray to the Father for them and you ask that their eyes will be opened you can pray the prayers of paul ephesians 1 uh, 15 18 colossians 1 9 and 10 so that their eyes are open and that they know that they see that they have wisdom and understanding what to do how to handle situations you do not pray against them so there was a lot so do we pray against no first of all we pray to the father 
Okay, you can take authority over the devil who is uh, using people against you. Of course you can, but most of all, how is darkness, uh, um, how do you, what do you say? You put on the light, right? You preach and you teach Jesus so people are changed and then they are turned from darkness to light. That is how nations are changed, how people are changed, how, commun how communities are changed. Any questions, go to our website, cwowi.com. Uh, EU. Thank you and see you next time. Bye-bye.